Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. From LinkedIn News, I'm Leah Smart, host of Every Day Better, an award-winning weekly podcast dedicated to personal development. Whether you're looking for ways to shift your mindset or seeking more fulfillment in your life, we've got you covered. Join me as we dive into captivating stories and research-backed ideas that have empowered me and others to lead lives with more clarity and intention. Everyday Better, making growth an everyday practice. Listen to Everyday Better on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Another legendary moment coming up for you guys. Super Bowl champ TJ Ward will be that man. What a dope dude, man. I love hearing from him. Uh, the Ravens trade Hollywood Brown. Lamar Jackson was not happy about that. We'll get thoughts and reactions on that. And a touchy situation and a topic, but nonetheless, this is up on game, so we'll do it. Does Bowers' two-year suspension put pressure on the NFL with Deshaun Watson? Man, I can't wait to deal with that bombshell, all right? Hour two is coming at you head-to-head, Rydell-to-Rydell, right now. Let's go! You want NFL experience? Then this is the show for you. This is Up On Game with LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plaxico Burris. Did you hear that? LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, Plaxico Burris? It's a show with three of the best to ever do it on and off the field. And now, here's Pro Bowlers LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion Plaxico Burris. All right, all right, all right. Welcome to Hour 2 of the show. You're listening to Up On Game with TJ Lanzada, Plexico Birds. I'm LeVar Arrington. Make sure you tweet at us. Push 84, Plexico Birds, LeVar Arrington, Fox Sports Radio. Listen on FoxSportsRadio.com, the iHeartRadio app, Sports Series, XM 83, wherever you are. All right. Hey, listen, guys. As you heard, we got a lot of things to get to. Uh, we'll talk this, this Trevor Bauer two-year suspension deal. Does this put any pressure on the NFL? 
I'm curious to hear what you guys have to say about it. I know I have my thoughts and my opinions on it. Uh, but first, let's get to our guy, uh, TJ Ward. Now, now, TJ, you're you have another namesake, uh, TJ Ward, uh, and and I know you know TJ. Um, and and Plex, I don't know if you up if you know TJ, but you know when you talk to him, he's a very quiet, very very humble dude. Just just you know, ten toes down, you know, type of guy. And and what I really enjoyed about talking with him is just how how open and how straightforward he he is about the things that he's passionate about and what he believes in. And I, I just always find myself thinking to myself, you know, I, I have I have moments of reminiscing like it's like everybody talks about how good you are for how long you are. And sometimes you lose track of what the struggle was like. You know, when I was growing up, you know, I, I was told my parents were told that, that I needed to put it, be put in the, the special special education classes and that, you know, I wasn't very good at school and, and I didn't have a good attention span. And, you know, and basically I acted out is, is what teachers were saying about me. And, and there wasn't a very large amount of belief in me as I was growing up. And I always used to. I, I I don't know if I was aware of it, fellas, or or if I wasn't that this is what how I was being spoken about. But then one day, my mom and, and and my dad they basically told me like, look, this is how people are talking about you, and this is what they think of you. And I'm just telling you right now, we believe in you. We believe in what you can accomplish, but you have to believe in you, and you have to believe in what you can accomplish. And and I think I I started to take those steps, guys. Like I started to really believe in what my effort was. I started to believe in what my dedication to my books were, to to just being what I needed to be as a person. And it totally changed my whole it just changed my whole approach and my whole outcomes to life. And I it's funny because I'm often called arrogant. People think I'm self-absorbed. People think I'm arrogant. And it used to bother me. In 2022, I love being I love being self-centered. If you want to call me arrogant, you could call me arrogant. But what you got to understand is the things that I've gone through in my life and what I've experienced, I had to believe in myself. I had to sink deep into who I am to be able to accomplish the things that I was accomplishing. TJ, TJ like he were he reminded me of this. Like I wasn't always the all American. I wasn't always the the guy that everybody looks at and it's like, oh, this guy he thinks he's this and that. I had to go through some things. Uh, do you guys recall having any? Maybe not as extreme as as that, where people like try to put you in special ed classes. But y'all recall anything like in the beginning where something like you you know you were experiencing or dealing with led to you knowing that you could be more or you had more value to you than, than what it was that maybe you even thought you had. I think everybody at some point in time, you, you face that to where you realize you're more than what you believe you are. You deserve more than what you're getting and you go get it and you make it happen. I think at some point we all face that and you may not realize that you're facing that at that moment. But when you sit back and reflect, like we do when we get a little older, you're like, ah, this is that fork in the road. Or this was something that I just knew. Like I wasn't, 
really appreciating myself. I really wasn't demanding more of myself or I really wasn't making people appreciate me more, whatever it was. We all have come to that point. You just don't realize it at that time. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. It's, think, it, it, it what builds us, man. Plain and simple. You know, I was a I was a skinny, scrawny kid when I was growing up. But I loved to play football. But the physicality of my frame wouldn't allow me to you know do, go in there and do some of the things that I needed to do to be successful. I've been mean, when I was fourteen years old. And I had a situation where I was playing junior high football and, you know, we had like a run play and, and I come from wide receiver to, to, to block the safety and the safety just like completely runs me over. Boom. Makes a tackle on the backfield. And I actually had my coach come over to me. I was laying on the ground and he was like, if I was you, I would never step on the football field again. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> and I remember him telling me that. And it was it was one of those things when he told me that I was like one day in the future I'm gonna make him I'm make him eat those words, and, and it's one of those things that always you know stuck with me. You know I was I was small I was like 135 pounds when I was in junior high school, and then I grew four inches in a year. I went from six feet to six four uh, in the in the in the eighth grade. And now the tables have turned and I'm no longer this, you know, this scrawny, skinny kid. And it's just one of those things that always just stuck with me, man. It, you know, he, he, he told me to do something, to, to never play football again to the game that I love. And I just, I just, you know, it, it inspired me, man. Mm-hmm. Well, speaking of inspired and, and thinking about the guy that you might have not thought would be the guy, but ended up being just that, the guy. Here's this week's legendary moment with T.J. Ward. Up on Game presents Conversations with a Legend. And now, this is your legendary moment. One that jumps out at me immediately because it was the biggest hardship I had had it pretty much in life up to that point. Um, when I my senior year, I busted my knee up. Um, third game of the year. And, you know, I was my first year starting my senior year. I was having I was having a phenomenal season. I had like three picks in three games. You know, I'm banking on scholarship this year. <laughs> go knee to knee with a guy fourth game of the season and uh, early in the game and fracture my patella. You know, so I wouldn't say it's a divine moment because, you know, I can't say that I honestly thought I wasn't going to play again at that point. But it was more that people thought that it was over for me. You know what I'm saying? Like, oh, he ain't gonna um, get to college. Like, it's pretty much over. Like, so, and I remember my dad telling people what we were gonna do. Like, oh, we gonna do this. We gonna walk in at Oregon. We are gonna earn a scholarship. <laughs> we gonna do this. And I just remember like, not like wanting to let him down, like by telling people that. So that changed, I'm like, yo, he said it's gonna happen. That's what I'm gonna do. Me hurting my knee just drove me all the way through college, even with my injuries. And then when I got to the league, I re- I didn't have no injuries. I, I like I broke my thumb, you know, I broke my foot, was out eight games. But other than that, I just remember people saying like, "Mr. Ward, crazy," like you know, like that's never gonna happen, or just people doubting the whole plan. And then when I made it, it was like, damn. You was the last one thought we was gonna make it out of all the guys. Like I had five dudes that was top 
players in the country I graduated. My four best friends were like number one receiver in the country, number one cornerback on the West Coast, top running back in the country, like, you know, top 15, top 50 players in the country, and it was me. So, you know, having them, their success absolutely drove me, but just the, the, the opportunity to show everybody where I'm from, like, y'all got me mixed up y'all got our family mixed up like y'all not us and it's a reason y'all not us and that's why I don't really care when people pass judgments on what they think I am and how they think I am really like you got you got me he said messed up I generally throw the F uh, I throw the F out there right you got me all the way messed up and you can say what you want to say you ain't been in the trenches if you've been in the trenches with me then we can talk. If you ain't been in the trenches with me, you don't know what we done been through. You don't know what hardships we had to, to endure, but yet you'll sit there and say your life has been easy or, or life uh, success comes too easy for you. You get everything you want. You're, you're spoiled, whatever it is. You know what? If you're one of those people, you need to take a harder look at yourself and approach your life differently because I'll tell you right now, TJ had me pumped up, man. He had me pumped up because it made me start thinking about, man, like, no, nah, you can't relax and do what you can't. You can't casually get to where we've gotten to in life and be what we are by just just it, it's easy. You're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to suffer. You're going to have to struggle. So I, anyway, he got me going, man. It took me to a, to a place where I just felt a certain type of way. I appreciate TJ Ward coming on. Uh, he's got a lot of great stuff going on. He's got an agency. Um, wish him all the best. Wish him well in his endeavors. He's got the, the Ward Boys. Make sure you uh, check them out. The, the Ward Boy Project, I believe it's called, um, where they help out inner city youth um, in, in San Fr- uh, uh, I want to say San Francisco. I know it's up top um, in, in man, California. He's doing a lot, man. He's doing, he, yeah, he does he have a lot on his plate. Yeah, he is doing a lot. And I, I mean, I appreciate him for doing it as well. There's a lot of guys out here that are really, really doing what's right and they're not getting the the exposure and they're not getting the opportunities and the voice that they they should deserve based upon that those headlines going to guys that are messing up. So to me, you know, we got to hail up our heroes, man. TJ Ward's yeah. a dope dude, man. Yeah, I was listening to him. He was saying that he had three or four of his friends, number one in the country, number two in the country, number one in the country. Then I looked at a high school. He went to he went to De La Salle. De La Salle. And I yeah, said, okay. Yeah, he went to De La Salle. Yeah, he went to De La Salle. I said, okay, yeah. now I get it. And then, he, you yeah. know, he, walk, he walked on at Oregon. He was a walk-on. He didn't even get a scholarship out of high school. He walked on That's and right. was a starter his second year. Mm, That's right. that. Yeah, he was All a right, walk-on. Well, now you do. We put you up. We even we could get put up on game on up on game. Hey, listen, man, Hollywood Brown, he's an Arizona Cardinal. He's connecting with his old friend out at Oklahoma. You know your boy Kyler Murray, but a quarterback in in Baltimore is not happy. We're going to touch on that. We're going to talk about that, and later on in the show, does one disciplinary action from one professional league have something to do with, uh, well, another professional league and how they may handle things. We're going to get to all of those things and more. 
In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Wanda Bien. Juanquis. Selena. Selena. Celia Cruz. Azúcar. Carol G. La Bichota. Christina Aguilera. Extina. Just to name a few. We're serving the whole story. From rags to riches. And all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez. And I'm Joseph Carrillo. And we're the host of Becoming an Icon Season 2. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph! Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. And I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All righty. Welcome back into the show. You're listening to Up On Game. If you missed anything, make sure you go check out our podcast, Up On Game, anywhere where it is that you download your podcast shows from. If you were here on Hour One, you missed some good stuff. You heard some good stuff. If you're just coming in, we appreciate you coming in, being part of the show. Uh, 
this is also a, a cool deal. You know, Vegas, man. I'm, I'm here in Vegas, and, and it's brought to you by Vegas. You know, it's, they have us here. You know, they have they have me here in the greatest arena on earth, on the planet. Make sure if you come, you know, plan your trip through visitlasvegas.com. All right? Yeah, it's my peoples. You know, we, we pretty cool. Uh, TJ, Plex. Now, before we, we get to this, Mm-hmm. I'm gonna let I'm gonna let Ryan set the set the stage on this. Okay. It looked as though Baltimore was wheeling and dealing, whoo, right in the draft. Mm-hmm. But then Holly Ruiz Brown gets away, and and Ryan, what did we hear from from one Lamar Jackson on his Twitter? Yeah, he took to Twitter to express the fact he wasn't too happy. First, he retweeted somebody saying, what the bleeping bleep, bro, we traded away Hollywood. And then he just tweeted himself, WTF. And then he retweeted the Ravens uh, tweet announcing their pick of Tyler Linderbaum saying, it's not about my new center. I roll emoji. Stop that BS. And then he retweeted the Cardinals uh, tweeting out their picture, introducing Hollywood Brown with a couple emojis uh, expressing the fact that he was not pleased with this situation. Uh, he's clearly not pleased with the situation. Is this the right? I mean, does it matter how guys handle situations anymore? Keep in mind, he doesn't have his mom. His mom is still his agent, so he doesn't have like an industry agent. He doesn't have a fifth year. Uh, he, he he did not uh, do an extension, is what I want to say. He he hasn't done that that contract extension with with the Ravens. Mm-hmm. Is this a good look, or is this a bad look, or is it much or nothing? Is it just reactionary? Well, well Lamar Jackson might not be there next year himself. So it really doesn't matter. He, he, he's going into his fifth year of his deal. He, he, he's going to be a free agent or whatever that case may be. But from his standpoint, he's a quarterback. And I, I, I think that the, the, uh, the trade of Hollywood Brown actually kind of hurts him because it puts him in the box. So now he, he's going to have to defend himself with what everybody's saying is that he's not a passing quarterback. So now – you take away his big threat, his big play threat in Hollywood Brown. So, what is he going to do? Uh, uh, what is going to be his his progression as a quarterback? I, I don't I don't think it helps him at all. But you you would think if the Baltimore Ravens plan on having Lamar Jackson around for a long time and him being the pr- franchise quarterback of the organization, you would think somebody would talk to him. But the fact that they didn't, it it, 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 it continues to send a message about what these NFL teams want to do and what's their priority. They really don't care about Lamar Jackson as a quarterback. And it, it, to see him take the next steps to be, be an elite passer, that's that's the only thing that's missing from his game. Once he becomes that, he's going to become one of the, argue, I mean, what, one of the top quarterbacks in the league, which he already is. But for, for them to trade, to trade away his his favorite weapon uh, I, I don't I, I, I don't know what message it sends to to Lamar Jackson and how he feels about it man Mike Mike Tomlin has the best saying uh, that I've heard I don't want hostages I want volunteers <laughs> it ain't nothing like that bro I don't want a hostage I want a volunteer Hollywood Brown didn't want to be there he let it be known I want to be traded 
the system in the system in Baltimore. Who's the system in Baltimore? Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson. Lamar Jackson is the system. Hollywood Brown didn't want to be in that system, so they they partners, they homies. Hollywood Brown didn't want to play with his partner and his homie no more. He didn't want to be in that system anymore. He wanted to go to, huh? I don't believe that. That, Okay. Then then why leave? I don't believe that. Then then why did you want out? Hey. I don't think he wanted out. I I don't think he, yeah, I don't think he wanted out. Plexico, he said in an interview, Lamar knew I asked for a trade. He knew I asked for a trade. I felt this offense didn't fit me. Well, the system is Lamar. So you didn't want to play with Lamar anymore. And this is the thing, though. You got to be careful what you ask for. Because, you know, I did my research. Hollywood Brown, you know how many targets he had last year? 146. That's over over eight a game. He had 146 targets. I'm going to just venture to say he ain't going to get close to that in Arizona. So he's going to be pissed off. He's going to be pissed off again. Okay, so he got 147 targets from Lamar Jackson, but how accurate was those 147 targets? Hey, he had 91 catches. <laughs> so he had 91 catches. <laughs> he, he caught 91. 90, I never caught had, 90 rocks. That, that's what I'm saying. He had 91 catches. And so you got to look and then mm. think about this. Lamar missed, the, what, the last three games of the season? Four? And, and so. Yes, he did. Dude, Hollywood. An ankle injury. Like, you know, you, you when you really look at it, this system is a fit lot me. of production. Right. Dude, you're going to be behind. You're not getting those uh, targets with DeAndre Hawkins, A.J. Green, Rondell Moore, Zach Ertz. You're not getting those amount of targets. And, and so. And Kelsey. No, no, no. He not, he went not, to. Uh, not Kelsey. Um, Zach Ertz. Yeah, Zach Ertz. There's yeah, one Zach. more, though. There's another one. No, 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 no. It's those those that I just named. DeAndre Hawkins, A.J. Green, Rondell yep. Moore, yep. Zach Ertz. Rondell Moore. That's it. And, Rondell's the and, young one, right? And, yeah. And so, yeah, okay. yeah, you get to play with your college quarterback. Will they all be there, though? Do you think they're going to keep all of them there, bringing him in? Hey, uh, D-Hop is under contract. That might they be just a resi- for one of them. They just re-signed AJ like two weeks ago. Rondell Moore is in his second year. Yeah, but it's year. a one-year deal. Man, listen. It's a one-year deal for AJ Green, right? I mean, that means they could still let him go potentially. They're not letting AJ go. I don't. I don't. I don't think AJ is going to be the starter. I think uh, you know they bring Hollywood Brown over there to be the starter. I mean, mm-hmm. that's, that's that's what you would think. Listen, man. This, this, I mean, they gave up a first-round pick, so for sure they're going to try to utilize him. He's definitely going to be the starter. You got to understand, 146 targets. That's not going to happen. You got to be careful what you wish for. You got your wish. He going to regret this, and it's an indictment on him not wanting to play with Lamar. They could twi- He can say, oh, that's not the case, but Lamar's the system. Hmm. How, love, how, how do you think I, it make him look? Make who? Uh, Hollywood? Lamar. No, Lamar. It, it just makes it – I mean, we all know what Lamar it makes is. It, Lamar. I mean, and, and, we, in the context we, that TJ's putting it, it makes him look silly, honestly. It makes him look with silly his, because – With his, twi- yeah, with his because Twitter you, beefing. Yeah, because when you when you delve into it, you guys correct me if I'm wrong in what I just said. Doesn't it seem like I don't want to play with Lamar, but Lamar is out here defending me that I got traded? Does it, does that make sense? That doesn't make sense. Because you don't leave Baltimore when you're a starter. You're getting all the targets if you're happy with what's going on. We know football. 
the Baltimore Ravens, when they draft you, just, just go to the history of the Ravens. When the Baltimore Ravens draft you and you're remotely a solid player, you are for sure getting a second contract because they want to look like they're developing guys through the draft. The Baltimore Ravens, for the most part, always sign their guys a second contracts. Go look at the history. Go look at it. Their players that they draft get second contracts with them. Very rarely, unless you just flat out trash can do the Ravens not give you a second contract. Go look it up. You kind of biased though. You love you love Baltimore. You 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 really love the Baltimore Ravens, man. No, man, their organization, the Baltimore yeah. Ravens organization, organization is fantastic. <laughs> Straight up. It, I'm telling you. you, being there, I was just like, damn. Like, if you could play your whole career with the Ravens, you do it. And he going to realize that as soon as he get to Arizona, like, you know you done messed up, right? Yeah. You know you done messed up, right? I'm so telling you, you it ain't nothing like you it. you wanted to play in a different system than Lamar Jackson. Yes, that's right. That's right. So, so you're saying that uh, you want to leave Baltimore, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah that's right. Yeah, yeah. you know you yeah. done messed up, right? You know, you know you done messed up, right? Yeah, so Hollywood, <laughs> Hollywood, Hollywood Brown actually believe him. He he believes that him going to Arizona and leaving Baltimore that he's going to have better better numbers. Yeah, he hey, does believe it. I don't hey, think that's the case though. I don't Plex. think so. I don't think so. Not playing with either. DeAndre Hopkins. That that was or, a reference uh, to Murray. society. For for all y'all y'all two thousand babies out there, that <laughs> you don't know you done messed about, up, right? Uh, you know you done messed <laughs> up, right? Hey, and, and speaking of knowing you done messed up, let's bring our man Isaac Lowenkron in for an update. You, you know, you know he done messed up, right? I have not yet. Oh, and I don't plan oh, okay. to right. anytime right. soon. But even better than I that, Lavar. Right. Guess what we have right now, fellas? <laughs> what we got? What we got? What we got? What we got? We have punter beef in the NFL Uh-oh. draft, and it involves Uh-oh. Penn State. That's right. Get to that as we chronicle and continue to chronicle the fourth round of the draft going on as we speak. We pick it up with the fourth round's 122nd overall pick, the Las Vegas Raiders drafting Georgia running back Zamir White. White. There you go. Then the Los Angeles Chargers with the very next pick also took a running back. That would be Isaiah Spiller out of Texas A&M. And then at 124 overall, the Cleveland Browns drafted a place kicker, Cade York, out of LSU, followed by the Miami Dolphins, drafting Texas Tech receiver Eric Azukama. Then the Las Vegas Raiders back on the clock, selected LSU defensive tackle Neil Farrell. The Patriots drafting another running back, Pierre Strong, out of South Dakota State. Ravens selecting Iowa State tight end Charlie Kohler. The Dallas Cowboys drafting Wisconsin tight end Jake Ferguson. Then... With the 130th overall pick, the Baltimore Ravens drafted a punter. We are. We are. Jordan Stout. From where? Where's Jordan Stout from? Penn State. Man, I'd be I'd be so pissed off, man, if I was a player and you hear drafting <laughs> punters, man. Like these dude, man, that that would really piss they're, me off, they're man. They're players too. They <laughs> that would, to have a that would really that would really you, you're gonna punt the you gonna punt, if you punt the ball five or six times a game, like really a punter in the fourth round, man. They drafted what they need, TJ. You man, listen, punter, man. I'm that just makes saying, a difference. Field hey, position, y'all, y'all don't feel my pain because y'all 
y'all y'all was off the board real early like a punter See, come here on we go. man these here dudes we go. here bro well if you're angry now you're gonna get even more angry coming up in just a few moments at one here we go here at we 131 go. overall the tennessee Try titans it. drafting michigan running back hassan <laughs> haskins then the green bay packers drafting nevada hey, receiver Ilo. romeo dubs yes Ilo, Ilo, romeo dubs yeah he will be the steal. He gonna be he gonna be one of the Packers' best receivers. Remember, I told you that LA boy, Romeo Dubs, Culver City High School. Remember, I told you Culver that. Culver City. Marking that down. We're gonna highlight remember, it on the podcast. Remember, I told Put you it that. Stone podcast. Romeo Luke. Dobbs is gonna be the steal for the Packers. Hey, huh. clip it. Let's put it up on Twitter. That's a hot take. <laughs> Podcast live forever and social media lives forever. There now, at 133 overall. Here it is. Here it is. Another punter. The Tampa yeah. Bay Buccaneers drafting yeah. Jake Camarda out of Georgia. What's notable is the guy who was thought to be the star punter in the draft, of course, Matt Ariza out of San Diego, San Diego State, State. Yeah, has not been drafted yet, and two punters at that position had already been drafted. At 134 overall in the fourth round, the 49ers drafted Texas San Antonio offensive guard Spencer Burford. Then the Kansas City Chiefs drafted cornerback Joshua Williams out of Fayetteville State. And the Cincinnati Bengals at 136 overall drafting North Dakota State offensive guard Cordell Volson. Two play, two punchers have been drafted and a place kicker drafted now in the fourth round. Fellas, back nice. to you. Appreciate hey, that, Ilo. Hey, hey, LeVar, real quick, though. I said Culver City High School. Romeo went to, I believe he went to Jefferson High School. Jefferson, okay. Hey, right, right, nobody's going to hold you to the, hey, the high school. He, he just gone. needs the ball. He gonna ball. He 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 can play. He can and play. Speaking of ball, um, Trevor Bauer ain't gonna be balling. He ain't, oh. he, he will not be balling. <laughs> and and Ryan. Fill us in on, on the details of this. Yeah, so basically last season, of course, Trevor Bauer was put on administrative leave after a uh, temporary restraining order was filed against him from an accuser uh, accusing him of sexual assault. Uh, he had not he has not played since then. And, and then uh, just the other day, the suspension came down a two year suspension from Major League Baseball, the longest suspension they've ever held, uh, uh, handed out for domestic violence or sexual assault. Now, uh, the important things to note here, an L.A. judge denied the woman, uh, the original accuser, a permanent restraining order in August, and the L.A. County District Attorney's Office declined to file criminal charges in February. But Major League Baseball has the autonomy to suspend players without a criminal conviction and spoke to other women who had also said they had been assaulted by Bauer. As revealed by the Washington Post yesterday, a third accuser has since come forward. And one other thing to note here, Yes, two years, an incredibly long suspension. The longest previous suspension, 162 games a full season. Uh, out of the 15 suspensions handed out by Major League Baseball for domestic violence, all of them have been negotiated between the player and the league. Trevor Bauer is declining to negotiate. That's why it is two years. And because he is appealing the suspension, he cannot get time served. So his 99 days already uh, from his administrative leave would not be counted into the two years, so it would roughly oh, come out to like man. 400 games in total. Fellas, if he does get the two fellas, years. With that being said, does this put more pressure on the NFL to do something with Deshaun Watson? And 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 the next the the addition to that question would be: Does the NFL have a moral a moral obligation to do something? with Deshaun Watson because that's what this case that's what this story seems to be conjuring up in terms of uh conversational circles 
Uh, to answer your question, no. Like, I, I, I don't understand how, if you're not charged with a crime, like, how can you be suspended for something and you're not charged for a crime? I, I get what baseball is doing. It's, we going to, he, number one, he was on paid leave last year. So I don't know how many games he pitched in, but it wasn't many. And then this year, so in essence, that's literally like a three-year suspension because, yeah, it's paid leave, but he's still not able to play the game that he loves. Now, if he's found guilty of this, man, you throw the book at his ass. And I say this because I'm a father of three daughters. You throw the book at him. But if you're not being charged with a crime, and, and I've been reading up on this and her and her friend are texting one more time and we both going to be driving Range Rovers and stuff like this. Like that just kind of, it rubs me the wrong way when women that actually go through these things and, and they, what they're saying is true. And I'm not saying theirs isn't, I don't know the ins and outs of it, but his case and Deshaun Watson's case is different, but similar. Should it have, some similarities, I, I'm going to say no. Deshaun Watson was not and has not been charged with a crime. And, and so it's hard for me because we always talk. But it doesn't mean just because it doesn't go to trial, TJ, doesn't mean that there wasn't wrongdoing that took place. And I think that that's what everybody, where the gray area of all of this, because you, there's a lot of elements and variables that have to go I mean, into, just the burden of so proof in a civil lawsuit someone. is so right. different, man. Like, in, yeah. It in, is very different. And, and, and this is a thing, though, and we know this. When you're a professional athlete, people try to take advantage of you. We know this. We so don't know put this. yourself in a position to be taken advantage of this way. I mean, this way. Come on, like, man. The, That's the, not the, fair. The way. All right, hold on now. It's the way, so the way, easy. The way. The, uh, these things uh, can happen. Uh, for like, if you're talking in the terms of Deshaun Watson or even Trev Bauer here, don't do you know, that, I don't, don't. I'm not. You just, you can't beat a chick up and uh, a woman up. Excuse me. I, I, somebody might take that the wrong way. Uh, <laughs> you can't beat somebody up in in those encounters and and. And just say like, you know what? I'm, I'm being taken advantage of because I'm a pro athlete. You can't sit there and and put out over twenty some women, forty and all or so, that are saying some similar stories. Like but that's morally morally that's wrong. That's that's wrong as a person. You just don't treat people that way. But Lavar, we were all three of us were professional athletes, and. When it comes to dealing with the opposite sex, um, you you know how I go. Oh, I know how it goes. We all know how it goes. You know, we all know how it goes. I'm just saying. I'm just curious. It, you got to believe that this is going to put a lot of pressure on the NFL in terms of what they do. I mean, you got to. It's going to put. Pr- I don't see how gonna, it's not. Pressure is – Deshaun Watson is going to get suspended for sure. It's just a matter of how long, how many games. You, that, that's going to happen. And we, we've talked about this Why is he going before. to get suspended? This is what I don't understand. We've yeah. talked well, about this. You know happened. why? You, you, you know happened. why? Because when it's one, two, three, four, you're like, ah, maybe not. But when it's that many, it's like, ah, 
It's just way too many, bro. This so is too. So, so where's the truth? You don't know. It's a, it's a, it's a slippery slope for certain, and we'll continue to have the conversation. Hey, it's me, Rob Parker. Check out my weekly MLB podcast, Inside the Parker, for 22 minutes of piping hot baseball talk, featuring the biggest names and newsmakers in the sport. Whether you believe in analytics or the eye test. We've got all the bases covered. New episodes drop every Thursday. So do yourself a favor and listen to Inside the Parker with Rob Parker on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcast. In the 1980s, Frank Farian was riding high as a successful German music producer, but he was bored. German pop was formulaic, dull, and oh so white. Frank had bigger dreams, American dreams. He wanted to create the kind of music that would rival larger-than-life artists like Michael Jackson or Run DMC. So he assembled a hip-hop duo, two once-in-a-lifetime talents who were charismatic, full of sex appeal, and phenomenal dancers. The only problem? One very important element was missing, but Frank knew just how to fix that. Wondery's new podcast, Blame It on the Fame, dives into one of pop music's biggest controversies. Millie Vanilli set the world on fire, but when their adoring fans learned about the infamous lip syncing, their downfall was swift and brutal. With exclusive interviews from frontman Fab Morvan and his producers Frank Varian and Ingrid Segui, this podcast takes a fresh look at the exploitation of two young Black artists. Follow Blame It on the Fame wherever you get your podcasts. You can listen to Blame It on the Fame early and ad-free by joining Wondery+. Plus. Juan Gabriel, Juan Gis, Selena, Selena, Celia Cruz, Azúcar, Carol G, La Bichota, Christina Aguilera, Extina, just to name a few. We're serving the whole story from rags to riches and all the tea in between. I'm Liliana Vasquez and I'm Joseph Carrillo and we're the host of Becoming an Icon season two. Guess who's back in the house? And we're bringing you even more stories behind the world's biggest stars in Latin music. Certified Latin royalty. Consider us your star sleuths, your chisme besties, digging beneath los mejores éxitos to bring you everything you didn't know about your favorite Latin icons. Hey, you know what, my boo? You're my favorite icon. Aw, Joseph. Listen to Becoming an Icon, part of the Michael Cultura Podcast Network, available on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic gymnastics, Cain Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith. When I'm not at my day job, first tape, you can find me in my studio hosting the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday, at the very least, as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and politics. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions on those nauseating Cowboy fans, the chaos in Washington, D.C., and trending topics on social media, as well as my straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. 
and I occasionally give out love advice. Yes, it's true. If you want to know my true feelings about something, I'll give it to you straight. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast. All right, welcome back into the show. If you missed anything, make sure you check out our podcast, Up On Game, and make sure you check out Up On Game Presents as well. Such great programming um, from from Tommy Vincent to to James Jackson with Straight Facts Podcast. Stay a while as Tommy Vincent, you know, obviously pretty left hook with our man, Rhett Butler. So many great, great shows. You'll want to check that out. Um, fellas, heading into the last parts of the draft, who do you definitively think is now taking the the, the lead step in terms of having the best draft? Are, are y'all up on it yet? Man, it's tough when you your teams are built really today. You start to get your special team player guys that have a chip on their shoulder that felt they should have been drafted higher, that come in ready to go. I mean, but let's be honest, when when you see these draft grades, it's really going to be off the first two rounds, and it still has to be the Jets for, for me because mm. the, the, the dudes that we've seen drafted in – LeVar, we seen Matt Corral go yesterday yeah. to the Panthers. Uh, Jack Jack just got drafted today to the yep. Patriots. Yep. And, and so guys that we know, we, we see them. But it, it's hard to say, oh, this team won. We don't know because some of these coaches may be terrible teachers. Uh-huh. And a good player just doesn't develop. And so it's there so are much. a lot of bad coaches. How many times in the have league? we seen that happen? <laughs> there are I a lot of bad coaches in the I league. I don't believe there's bust, man. It's just these coaches, man. When a kid can't play, oh, he sucks. Oh, he's just no, you suck. Yeah, at and the NFL cool. level, I mean, uh, there's mm. the, how can you, you know? It's a ton of bad coaches, man. It's a ton. Yeah, but well, I I have been in situations and been on teams to where. You know, guys come into camp and you, you know, they're not good football players. I mean, that has happened. So you just can't all blame it on the coaches. They, yeah, I mean, that's fair that there have been. But but now that comes back down to your scouting. If you're bringing in guys that can't play football. Hey, Plex, have you ever seen a guy? Have you played with a guy or been on a team where they drafted the guy in the first two rounds and you was like, he's terrible? Mm. Not right off top, no. Right. That's what I'm saying. And so those guys are the guys that are called bus. That's a lack right. of development. That's not the player. I agree with that 100%. Right, but I, I, <laughs> I agree with that 100%. Yeah. I'm just saying it is what it is. Go ahead, Plex. Man, I think the, the, best, the best teams that had the best draft were the Jets, the Giants, and the Eagles. I just think those three teams, uh, you know, they they really – I think they got some special talent. And I I mean, do you count A.J. AJ Brown as a draft pick? (laughs) Yes. I mean, listen. I would. I would. Yeah, absolutely. It happened during the draft. Yeah, look at what they've added. I mean, so, you know, you just hope that Jalen Hurts can get a little better. But I think the, the Philadelphia Eagles and the Giants had the best draft. I like what Baltimore did as well. I, I do I like really, what Baltimore did. I like, I like did. what the Ravens did. Man, they might have got the best dude in the draft. Ty, Tyler Bomb, Ty, Taylor Bomb, Tiger Bomb. Linden Bomb. 
Lindenbaum. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. You're going to need all of that when he come out there and start playing for them. So that dude is a beast. Uh, anyway, if you missed anything, make sure you check out the podcast, man. For me, TJ Hushman's out of Plexico Burris. You've been put up on game. Man, that all time right? went by so fast. It, it just goes way too quickly, man. But you know what? Y'all enjoy the rest of y'all days. You enjoy beautiful, sunny Florida and Peace. California. I'm a hang in Vegas. Talk to y'all soon. With the new Dexcom G7, you can achieve better diabetes results without painful finger sticks. It sends your glucose numbers to your compatible phone or watch, so you can always see where you are and where you're heading. See how food and exercise affects your glucose, making it easier to spend more time in range and lower your A1C. Take control of your diabetes with the number one recommended CGM brand. It's easy to get started today at Dexcom.com. That's Dexcom.com. Dexcom data on file 2023. If your glucose alerts and readings from the G7 do not match symptoms or expectations, use a blood glucose meter to make diabetes treatment decisions. For a list of compatible devices, visit Dexcom.com. Carol G. Juan Gabriel. Christina Aguilera. What do these three have in common? You mean apart from impeccable style, chart-topping canciones, and drama? Facts, yes, all of the above are correct. But most importantly, they're some of the biggest Latin icons in the world. And they're just a few of the game-changing Latin stars we're covering in Becoming an Icon Season 2. Listen to Becoming an Icon on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. If you love sports and true crime, then there's a new podcast from executive producer Dan Patrick and hosted by me, Jay Harris, that you won't want to miss. Playing Dirty Sports Scandals. Each week, I'm squeezing the juiciest details from some of the biggest sports scandals ever. I'm talking Marcus Dixon, Olympic Gymnastics, Kane Velasquez, salacious Super Bowl-level scandals. Join me on the dark side of sports by listening to Playing Dirty Sports Scandals on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts.